0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host, Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show, The Secret Power of You, with special guest Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind a very powerful and mysterious force. To identify what has been holding you back, release it to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash and then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Harry Christine directly, please visit www.terricchrine.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to see VIEW and listen to all our shows. For more information... Visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready. Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine.
1: Danny, and welcome everybody to our show today. The secret power of you, and today we have the episode "What If." What if causes you wrinkles and makes you fat? And we're gonna bring Terry Christine so she can explain us more about the topic. And Some people can't seem to turn their concerns off. They worry about the future. They make catastrophic predictions about unlikely events that haven't happened yet. They also ruminate about the past, beating themselves up about should have and could have. They fret or we fret over what others might think of ourselves or and we let negative self-talk build up in our minds. All these overthinking, all these what if, what if can lead to anxiety, being drinking or eating, depression and self-harm. And you can help us with that, right, Terry? How can
2: you do that?
3: Oh, wow. First off, I like the new introduction. It sounds really amazing. So thank you for doing that. And then also, you know, what if it's very destructive? It's like a stop sign. It's like, all right, I want to do this, but... And then that but is the energy of reverse or stop. And then they go into their head. And then they play out a story that this thing could happen or the end result could happen when they're living the story before they're allowing the story to take place and now many people come to me it's very interesting they say well that's my personality <laughs> well, how do you think that personality was created you weren't born with saying what if What happens is that it can be in a sense where your upbringing, your caregivers, most of the time we have, you know, mom and dad as our caregivers and and then others have grandparents and so on and so forth. But our repetitive patterns of our caregivers and that repetitive pattern could be a procrastination from a mother who is living in the what if state, right, or a father saying, you know, sitting at the dining room table saying, you know, I want to take this job, but what if they terminate me before and what if this happens? And, and then, the, then they can see the child, as I say, they as a family, start seeing the fat father get all worked up, talking about, but if I take this job or I don't take this job, and he's verbalizing it. And then we as baby sponges take it all in and say, Oh man, my dad, I love him. My mom, I love him. And it can't be them. It's gotta be something else because I gotta, I gotta be them. I gotta do them. They work hard. They love me. You know, and I know there can be weaknesses in a family household that may not reflect or respond in, in a form of unconditional love. However, we as these little baby souls are sitting there watching these repetitive patterns by our caregivers. And that's the only thing we know, the only thing. And so when now here we are outside of that in the world and, and manifesting and creating and, um, and gravitating and magnetizing, you know, our careers and partners. And before we know it, we're manifesting, you know, partners that may not be faithful. Or jobs that don't support us and take it, or we appear to feel like it's taking advantage of us, but when we sit back and look at, wow, I see that mom and dad had issues, or I see that mom worked so hard. And before you know it, you know, her girlfriend was always, or at least mom was telling us the girlfriend was taking, taking advantage of her or taking so much from her and mom kept saying, she kept giving. So it's the stories that we hear. Because that's the only thing we know, even though you have your friend or your friend's friends or college buddies or kids at school, and they have their own little stories and their own little cocoon and seeing their own caregivers do something completely different. But then when we focus on why we can't move forward, what if is a big stop sign. That makes us pause and create an internal story that isn't necessarily true, and then it slows the energy and the trust and the truth to move forward. And then we, depending on how much intention you put behind it, you could actually create the what if. If you're like so fearful, okay, I gotta do this, but I'm gonna, I am I gotta do this. All right, I'm gonna do this, and then it totally falls apart. Because you already spent days, weeks, months going, what if? And then you played out that story over and over and over again, and that story turns into something that really wasn't supposed to turn out that way. But because you put so much intention behind all those other stories, you kept telling yourself that could happen, and then it happened. Boom. Drop mic. (laughs) (laughs) Totally
1: makes sense, doesn't it? It does. So, you know, I'm looking forward to today's show and to having all those what-ifs dissolved with all the colors that we have today. So are you
3: ready to start? Oh, I am so ready. Bring it on.
1: Okay, so let's start with our very good friend Ed, who's here. And let's see what are your what-ifs. What can we dissolve? Welcome, it.
4: Hi, Claudia. Hi, Terry. Thanks for taking my Hi, call. Ed.
3: Of course. So thank <laughs> you for being here. I'm very honored.
4: Oh, no, I am. So I do have a um, – it's not really a question, but a concern that I have in my life, um, and I think a lot of people do. So um, I have a, a wonderful job and a wonderful family, and I have a very strong – I have a hard time balancing both of them. Um, I love what I do and I'm doing that. And sometimes I feel like my family suffers for that. And so is there something that in my energy that is blocking that from creating a balance? Or is there any advice that you could give me?
3: Mm hmm. So thank you. You know, I love to play the um, energy game. And when people just start talking, I immediately go into, is this mom? Is it dad? Is it God? Is someone else? Is something else? You know, there's five different ways we can create a limiting belief. So I work in that subconscious. And you ask the exact question is, what is keeping me from? What's blocking me? And again, going back to the caregiver. So I'm picking up a strong dad block. And as soon as, and I love to see something new. So Ed, thank you for being open. So that I can see it. So what I just saw new, and we, we can talk it out, is some of that energy covered your right eye. And instead of going completely over, because when I see blocks in the mom and dad, so the left side is feminine energy or mom, and then the right is dad or masculine. Mom goes from the front of me sideways to the back. Dad goes from the front across to my right. So I got the across to the right, but some of the energy came back and covered my eye. So what it's telling me is there some things that you're not willing to look at or you don't see or don't want to look at, and it's on your masculine side. So then, then it's what dad created so that you mm, sweep things under or don't want to see. So just give me – is it okay for me to share some things openly about your – Okay, just Absolutely.
2: want
3: to make sure. Okay, cool, that's awesome. So, give me a second here Ed. hold on. Let's at the age. Six. Hang on, really quick. Ooh, as soon as I said six, I felt this relief, like I, I'm, like I've been called. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, she's going to tell me now.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. Hold on, Ed. Let me uh, see your dad and you. Hold on. All right, so here's what I saw. Uh, and remember that these are just scenarios so that I can – describe it, and then tell you the limiting belief, So it doesn't actually happen. And, of course, your dad wasn't this big, huge, hairy monster, because that's what I actually saw. But I saw okay. you were standing in front of him, and I saw this big, hairy monster. But it was almost like, what's that monster, the blue guy, That that's nice, but then he, like, roars and people get scared, but the little boy loves him. What's that movie?
4: Oh, uh, I'm not sure, to be honest.
3: Oh, okay. So Monster uh, Inc. It's Monster Inc. Monster Inc. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Monster Inc. Perfect. So I saw your dad as the Monster Inc. So, you know, he's sweet and kind to you, but then he can roar and scare others. (laughs) And so it doesn't mean that he's like screaming at people. But hell, my dad looked at me just with his eyes and he melted me. I was so afraid. But that's what he created. He didn't have to, yeah, he didn't have to touch me. So your dad could be like that. But I felt that he was your little monster. Like he was so sweet. He was really big in your life and you would hold hands. But then I saw him, you were standing in front of him and then he actually walked where you fell back. And he stood on top of you and he was running like on a treadmill and you were spinning around. Anytime I ever see spinning, it's the same thing over and over again. So whatever his energy was a repeated pattern that really sunk in. And we're going to talk this out because I know I'm right on. I can feel it. And I'm getting really excited. So I know it's going to pop open really (laughs) easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel it. I mean, it's building up. So at six. Do you remember where you lived? Um,
4: yes, we lived okay. in. A, he was military, so we moved around a lot. Ooh. But I lived. We lived in um, Kansas at that time.
3: Okay. So number one, thank you for telling me he's military, because you know they have that um, rigid, you know, regimen, and sometimes you know they're the man, the you know for whatever they carry monster (laughs) (laughs) feeling. Yes. 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 Carry guns sometimes and they're like, oh, but then they get home and they're holding our hand but they're the protector, yeah. So so there's your monster ink guy. All right, and then so he comes home he's running, treadmill, but he's on top of you. So did you find that your dad when he guided you that he you know, meaning, come on, son, let me show you how to mow the lawn. Let me show you how to you know, um do work a hammer, you know the the dad boy kind of things, right yeah, did you find that he was like um okay, so we have to talk this out, so more okay, than yeah, running over you, yeah, like yeah. he would take the hammer, put it in your hand, but then he would take it, he would take it, and then he would end up doing it, yeah. Okay. So that's running over you. That's, that's treading on you. Um, And then he would do that repeatedly over and over and over again. So what he did is that, and this happens to quite a lot of young boys is that when you have a father that begins to show you, and if it's, if it's not fast enough, because they'll say, okay, wait a minute, let me just show you how. And they do it and then they're done. That it, it makes a child feel like they're not doing it Right. I am with you. I'm not feeling the good enough, but am I doing it right? And then seeing it. So if your dad is covering up, am I, am I doing it right? Because he keeps, you know, like I got to, you know, let me just show you if I could do it faster or, you know, if I just show it to you and then it sort of ends up being that he shows you, but then doesn't give it back to you. So the next time he'll show you, let's go mow the yard. He gives a part, part of it to you. And then he's like, no, no, here, let me show you a few things. And he's like, no, you know, I'll just finish it. And the next time he's like, go out and mow the yard. So you go out and mow the yard and he comes down. And he's like, look at that. You missed this. You missed this. You missed this. It's almost like you didn't get enough guidance. Does that make sense?
4: Correct.
3: Does that resonate?
4: Yes, yeah, that's correct.
3: Okay, there you go. So then what happens is there's a sense of am I doing it right? Uh, what am I missing? irritation and frustration where I feel like I got it, but then it's like your boss might say, hey, that's really good. I'm so amazed at how you put that together. However, I just want to point out a few things and now they're being constructive, but you're going, oh shit, I did, sorry, I didn't do it right. (laughs) And then it triggers a feeling. And that makes you feel a little bit, you step back a little inadequate. And then you realize, well, it is me. You know, I'm okay. I got this. I'm knowledgeable. But then it's a trigger of feeling. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So then here's your repetitive pattern. Am I, am I doing it right? And I feel like the question is internalizing there, seeing within, being able to see it meaning that you are doing it right. It's just whatever direction or guidance or getting it, you know, might, may not have the full-blown organizational chart, and it's good that our, you know, um, supervisors or caregivers or whoever around will give us a little um, idea that, you know, you'll give us a little, we can figure it out. And But still, because the way your dad created that, did I do it right? And then a sense of, One second. If I wait a little bit longer, I'll figure it out. But that little bit longer, and I know I'm on this one, I can feel it. The little bit longer turns into weeks, months, years. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, and your wife or whoever, your partner would have said, "Uh, babe, you know, I thought you were going to do that little project over there. Oh, man, yeah, I started it. And you're right, and I'll I'll get to it. and, And then you, it's really about, just feeling like, am I doing it right? I'll figure it out. And then it gets distracted. I mean, you get distracted and before you know the project's still sitting there. Does that resonate?
4: Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what is happening, my friend, is that you clearly see it was dad. And you clearly see that he was creating that space of, you know, I it's – and again, it's not being good enough. Am I doing it right? Oh, I know. I can feel it. So, you know, <laughs> as the amazing being that you are, everything you do is right. Even if it turns out different, meaning not the way you want it, it's right. It's the opportunity to expand and grow. It's the opportunity to work with a person, to trigger them, to um, heal from your own past, to know that, you know, just because your dad, needed things, you know, quick, 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 because he's managing all these people and he's protecting the world because he's in the military. Yeah. Right. That it's okay. You can have your sense of raw, raw by saying everything I do is all safe, right. And good. Everything I do is right, right in the world, right for me, right for my family. And that I know I can see beyond the physical eyes because you can, Know beyond the physical body because you can. And create the end result with ease and grace.
4: Yeah, thank you. I am a bit of a perfectionist and I can be very hard on myself if I see something and it doesn't turn out the way that I expect it to. So
3: thank you. You're welcome. So you know what? You can practice yourself out of that and get yourself like some paint. How old are your children? So you have one child?
4: Yes, that's correct.
3: Okay, and is that a little girl? Boy. Little boy, okay. A little boy. Um, is he, he likes to sing and dance or he likes to do, like he, I'm not saying he's not masculine, but he leans toward the cuddler, the nurturer. He's a got a lot of feminine energy.
4: Um, he's a cuddler, but um, no, you know, he's not not a singer, he's not a dancer, he's very much into, um, you know, uh, video games, yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, video games, video games. Okay, well, you know, my yeah. daughter's a gamer, so, you know, that doesn't mean it's all feminine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, all the kids, it's a kid, they just like to play, you know, and that's their form of playing. So, you know, why don't you do something that would, between the two of you, that would be messy? That way it'll get you to have more fun and to see that things don't have to be structured, that it can be fun and messy. Like what about getting in the kitchen, melting some chocolate and using your hands versus forks or get some paints and have them paint a wall or, or you know, a big canvas and slap it on and let's create But to create something that's a bonding effect between the two of you that he can see something different and that it also doesn't have to be perfect, you know, perfect or imperfection. And then it gives you opportunities to take baby steps to get out of the old pattern of perfection so that it feels good, right? feels calm and good when you're creating it with your family and bonding. It feels fun, so you can't wait to do it again. But it also gets you out of having to it be a certain way and it can be messy and have fun it's really what it is messy and fun
4: okay thank you for that
3: you're welcome that'll be fun come back and let us know what you end up playing with (laughs) i can't wait Okay.
4: (laughs) all right
1: thank you so much
3: thank you you're welcome
1: Interesting. So thank you. So now let's go with Mary and and see what is holding her
2: back. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I have I'm seventy years old and I have multiple health issues that I've had since I was well basically all my life but they really exacerbated in my early twenties. But anyway, um, it's been one health issue after another And I, like I said, I have multiple And I have been told before uh, in the past With different people that I've had readings with And then I've felt it myself That it's, it's been a karmic um, choice, basically um, um, To deal with health issues in this lifetime But I feel like I, have, I really have some blockages and I'm hoping that you'll be able to tune in and see. I, I don't seem to be making much headway. It seems like <clears throat> as I get older, it seems like I develop more and more serious health issues. And um, anyway, um, I, I, my question is is, is um, whatever you can see and blockages, um, if you can help me with that.
3: So, Mary, thank you for
2: sharing all of that and feeling safe enough
3: to allow me to help you in a most profound way. I'm going to share a tiny story with you so you can understand what it is that you're doing, because my body does the same thing. So the first time that you experienced a health issue, you were young, right? Yes. And that's the beginning of our spiral into continuous health issues. So let me explain. When I was eight, I was hit by a car. I lacerated my liver, bruised my spleen, dislocated my left arm and broke my jaw so badly that back then, because I'm 39 again, (laughs) so back then, nobody experienced how a child could break the condyles, the balls in their joints of their jaw. I broke them both by hitting my planting my face directly on the concrete after being hit by a car. So here I did experience um, wiring my jaw shut, then it freezing, not being able to eat a, with a spoon because the curve of a spoon wouldn't fit in my mouth, and so on and so forth. And as I lived life, you know, they, I was able to get through some things with some challenges, but getting through no pain, Something would happen. I might, you know, I've tore a ligament, I've broken a rib, I've done other things. But what happens is each time I get a tweak in my body, may it be I was riding a horse and then just something shifted in my hip, and as soon as I experience that, I start crying hysterically. I don't even feel it coming up. It just automatically starts happening. So what I'm experiencing. Experiencing is that the fear of it getting worse, or taking me down, or taking me out, because being able to survive something. Now, what you may have survived, quote unquote, when you were a child, may have been. And this, and, and again, we can talk about it out, or we don't. You don't have to reveal any of it. But what I'm explaining is that for others, let's say it was bronchitis, and you were in the bed for three days. For a child, we don't know what's going to happen other than what's happening because we're living life as it's happening with our parents in front of us telling us things, doctors, and we're thinking we're going to die. The same thing can happen when a child sees a parent that has pneumonia and they're in the, hosp- or in the bed. They might start in the hospital, come home, and they're in the bed. The child automatically thinks, oh, my God, my, my parent is going to die when it's not to that extreme. So there is where you're going to start owning that, oh my God, this is bad. I don't want it to get worse. I, and then what do we do? We focus on what we don't want it to get worse. And then the body will be triggered into what we felt then. So here I got hit by a car, died and came back. And then every time I have a little ache or pain or something going on, I just immediately start wailing. And it's the fear of it getting worse or taking me out. So do you, do you have um, a result when something happens, meaning like what I did? When, when I feel like the hip, I start crying. That's the result of having something happen. Or I tore a ligament. I immediately start wailing and crying. And I'm like, why am I crying so much? I'm not going to die. And then I finally realized it as an adult. So is there anything that's happening as soon as you get sick uh, with something else that you feel, oh, no, is, do I have to go back to the doctor endlessly? Do I have to, you know, is anybody going to find the answer? What is it that you're saying? You have to tell me on that.
2: Well, I'm really not sure. Um, I I think maybe on a sub, is it possible on a subconscious level because, um Throughout my life, when I've been diagnosed with something, it's kind of like I'm I'm kind of like in shock because I don't know if I just live in a different reality of thinking that uh, that I'm okay, and then when I get diagnosed with something, I get I, it's like oh my god I can't believe I'm I've got this, and I think I have a lot of denial maybe. Um, Did you say? Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mary. Did you say you,
3: what was the what was the first thing that you ended up that was uh, problematic and how old were you?
2: Um, well, I know um, as a child, I had, you know, like ear infections and things like that. And, and um, when I was in the first grade, I had uh, mononucleosis, which that is Epstein-Barr, but, and then I had it again in high school. But when I was 21, I was, dying, I mean, I was, suddenly I was dying, uh, with uh, psoriatic arthritis and I couldn't walk and, and then things developed and I ended up with um Lyme disease and Hashimoto thyroid otis and, and MS and uh fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. all of these things. And her mm-hmm. and it's it's just been one autoimmune thing after another and and mm-hmm. um, mom, it's like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe this is, that I'm getting this and, and what's yep. going and on And you here? said that
3: again now. So I'm, I'm glad you're talking. See, so now you've said the same sentence twice and the first time you said it, I'm like, there it is. So as, as a child, your mom could have said, oh my God, how could you get this again? Or your dad, oh my God, you know, there's, when you said it twice, cause I was waiting for you to stop talking, and now it's, like, right there. So somewhere you, mom, dad, siblings all around you, oh, my God, you got that again. Oh, my God, you got this. Oh, my God, I hope it doesn't get worse. Oh, my God. And oh, yeah. you got this. And that's where you owned it. I yes. didn't know I'm on it. I could bet my, oh, I won't bet my life, but I could bet so much on this. I can feel it. That you well, own.
2: Yeah, that sounds just like my mom.
3: Yeah. There you Would go. Yeah.
2: Oh my God,
3: you got that, and then you're like, Oh my God, I got this. You owned it. And so yep. now, oh, I'm sick. I'm a sick person. Let me tell you one thing. This is a this is a big huge eye opener for me and young people, meaning you know, 17 and up, but. 17 to 25, they will not take supplements because my daughter has explained to me, Mom, we we don't want to take meds, pills. We're not sick. When you take all that stuff, people are sick. And I'm like, babe, that's a preventative. So now they have in their head by seeing their grandparents and their father, because he had asthma, that in order to stay healthy – you know that you to to keep yourself from dying, you have to take medication. And now both of my kids will not take healthy supplements, vitamin C, B twelve. You know they won't take it because they visualize and think it's the only way that's going to keep them from getting sicker, and they're not sick. Isn't that crazy?
2: Yeah, I hear you. So for
3: so for you, if your mom is already telling you. Oh, my God, you got that. How could that be? How could you get this? Now, here you are. You have owned your mom. You have owned that she said that you are sick, broken, and you're, you have that. Now, everything that comes at you, well, I got that. Well, I got that. Oh, my God, I got that. We have to go back, wipe that slate. Clear everything that you do not own. It is not part of you. It is not in your cellular membranes. Put it in a basket and go, poof, it is not mine. But, you know, a lot of people listening may say, you know, oh, she's, she's got disease. It's not that easy. Well, we can all heal our bodies. It's about trusting. It's about taking action. You can use... You know, Western and Eastern medicine combination thereof, or strict one way or the other. But when we are trusting that we are allowing the answer to come to us, I I, I just, Anita Morjani, she has a book, Dying to Be Me. If you were to get that on audio or read it, you will completely understand what you may not be seeing, but we already went right to the core of what's going on. You owned it from your mom telling you, oh, my God, you got that. And then taking the guided action, taking the steps, using the IMs with Wayne Dyer, listening to how Anita did it, drinking celery juice by the medical medium, uh, you know, going through a metal, medical – excuse me, a metal detox, just going through – just step by step or it's not breaking your bank, but it's healing your body does that make sense
2: oh yes oh yes and and I do what saved my life when I had cirrhosis caused from medication um, a, a homeopath naturopath saved my life and and for Twenty-five years or more. That's all I've been doing is supplements and homeopathy, and that's what keeps me alive. And so I have the medical medium book and um, been studying, and so I'm getting ready to start doing the celery juice and all the things that he does recommend. So, thank you. Yes, you're you're confirming some things for me. Yes. Awesome.
1: And Carrie, well, why go. don't we do, yeah, go can ahead. you? Can you help Mary with a clearing today? One of your beautiful, absolute best clearings that you do.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, my girl.
4: <laughs> Thank, Thank, you. You.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. So everyone, this is part of everyone who's listening or even on the recording. Just take a deep breath into your nose through your mouth. All right, so everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from perfect balance, mind, body, spirit, perfect cellular balance, mind, body, spirit, perfect cellular balance, mind, body, spirit, releasing any disease from the etheric field and beyond, releasing any disease, keeping us from being healthy, wealthy, and wise, uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling planted firmly on Mother Earth, feeling grounded and supported by the nurturing of Mother's love, by the, oh, I, I I heard angelic field, by being nurtured by the angelic field, by feeling the nurturing from our Mother Earth, food, fruit, vegetables, feeling nurtured by what she gives us without complaint, meaning she does not complain to give us endlessly, uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality, everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling healthy, healthy, healthy. Like health e,
5: <laughs>
3: uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing, this no longer serves me. I understand. I don't own this. I don't need this. I am perfect wealth. I am perfect health. I am perfect balance. I am in alignment with source God energy. I am in alignment with my healthy, wealthy souls. I keep hearing wealthy. So what also can um, be delete, 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 across all time, dimension, space, and reality. What also can be triggering you is all of these things and then the meds and the doctors, and then the finances, so delete, 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 covering the cord between unhealthy and unhealthy finances. Delete, 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 across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Shoo! I felt that. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing it no longer vibrates in any of your seven major planes of your body, and your energy fields, in any energy block that's holding you, no longer strangle holding you or tying you or super gluing or setting you on fire delete, delete, delete across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that keeps you from knowing there is time, plenty of time. You can knit time. woo mm-hmm. There is no space and time. It is like, poof, they're done. And create, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from supersizing your angelic, childlike fun. As you know, as a child, you can heal yourself. I see yourself with um, a Ken dial, a doll. Ken doll. So when we little girls had baby dolls you know, the Barbies, the Kens, but for some reason, I keep seeing you holding the Ken doll. And so, oh, because you're nurturing as a mother to to nurture uh, a a baby boy, so to nurture. So get, I know it might sound interesting, but get yourself a Ken doll and nurture him. See him, don't lay him down in the bed, but see him as being healthy, see him as playing, and you're playing. So you're nurturing your Ken doll, which is you're nurturing part of your masculine and feminine nurturing is feminine and then playing with masculine energy is being in masculine energy. Does that help you understand what I'm saying Mary? Yes okay so I so get yourself I know again I, I know it sounds interesting, but I take guided action when I trust. So get yourself a little um, either Ken doll or a doll. And I feel like it has to be masculine, a masculine doll. uh, And nurture it. You know, nurture it back to health. That this is me. And nurturing your, your masculine energy, right? So that you're living in the space of both masculine and feminine at the same time. So everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing that this is the path to healing, peeling your masculine blocks, healing your nurturing blocks, which will allow you to be in complete balance physically, mentally, and spiritually. And create transient and across all time, dimensions, space, in reality. Take a deep breath into your nose, love, and out through your mouth, releasing any energy, any blocks, any procrastination, any things that I'll do with tomorrow, know you'll do it right now. And knowing that all is safe, right, and good. There you go. Do you have any questions? Terry,
1: no. And um we have one more caller today. Let's bring Tim from New York. Hey
5: Tim. Hey, yes. Thanks for taking my call.
3: Oh, it's our pleasure. How can I help you dear? Sure, yes. Um, um.
5: I'm working on trying to move into uh, abundance and bringing a bunch of new things in my life, my job, career, some uh, better relationships, you know, or improving the relationship. Uh, part of the problem as far as bringing, like, new stuff with job and career is not knowing exactly what I want to do. So it's kind of like when I meditate, I'm trying to concentrate on how I would like the job to feel. Um, I just was calling if you had any tips or words of spirit on how I could, uh, I guess, do a better That's job at awesome. bringing mm-hmm. some stuff in.
3: Mm-hmm. So thank you. I really appreciate you taking guided action and calling in and allowing me to help you. And so as soon as you started talking, I felt you had a mom block, and then you're in a transition, so when we're in a transition of wanting more than what we have, did you get that? Wanting more of what we want is what we have, then it can be like, okay, now what? What would I, what would this look like? What can you show me? And then it's like looking for the forest through the trees. Can't see the forest because there's so many trees in our way. You get what I'm saying?
5: I get exactly what you're
3: saying. <laughs> so... Uh, hold on Tim let me because this is really mom uh, and you're holding it tight because when I see energy uh, of a mom block it simply is like as if you were standing to the left of me so there's a little gap and then if you're um, if you hold your hand out it's it, it, I start the energy from about the length of your hand and then move it to the. To the left side, to where it goes to the back, but it went so tight around you, so you are anchored in and holding this block of mom so tight to you that you're having trouble seeing what is is that is triggering you as well sometimes when it's so tight, you can't see the triggers. so give me a second does that oh, I just heard does that resonate?
5: That does resonate
3: okay, awesome, thank you so much. all right, hold oh four. Yeah, really strong four. Do you remember where you lived when you were four?
5: I'm sorry to say again?
3: Do you I'm sorry, I have a tendency to talk fast. Do you remember where you were living when you were four years old?
5: Uh yes, I do.
3: Okay. And so when you were four, just allow whatever story comes in with you and mom. Was your mom um, making any transitions? Like was she going from not working to working? Did she change jobs? Did you move? Did dad change her jobs or anything like that Uh, when you were four?
5: But around that time, um, my parents were going through a divorce.
3: There you go, transition. So specifically the divorce and the move, Right. And so transitions for certain children, some take it easier than others depending on the support and the love and are they distracted by other family members like grandparents can come in and help get distracted, that type of thing, where in this case you were full-blown in it. And so that transition is confusing. It's cloudy, like what's happening next? And at four, uh, hold on. Hold on. Were you the second in the family of kids?
5: Uh, the third. Three or four. The third. Third of
3: excuse me. You're the third. What about, how old was the first one? What's the age difference?
5: Uh, about three
3: years, maybe. Three or four. Three or four. Okay. Because usually when there's, when I can't find the first one in the ages, that there's a big gap. Did, um... Was the first one, your first um, sibling, uh, living in the house, or did they spend more time somewhere else?
5: No, nope, we were all living together.
3: All living together. Okay. All right. Well, well let's go past that. So um, so you're the third. And then uh, let's see. Hold on. Give me a second. I see you holding a pillow and a blanket Saying where am I taking this? What do I do? Was there a sense of feeling like what's going to happen next, or a sense? I don't want to use the word confusion, but I feel like there was a slight state of confusion.
5: Um, I actually I have like zero memories from those days. I think I blocked them all out. Yeah, Um, I just my my parents. My father, unfortunately, uh, fell into a drug habit and. they tried to make it work, and then they got to the point where it couldn't, so they separated, and my mother was just trying to figure it out with the, from the kids.
3: There's the state of confusion, because when a parent starts with substance, then, then there's money issues now, then hidden secrets that start coming out. Like, oh, I thought we had more money than we had, or, oh, you spent a big chunk of it, or, oh, now what are we going to do? And then the sense of confusion where your mom was probably saying things like at the dining room table, all right, guys, it'll be okay. Not sure what we're going to do right now, but we'll figure it out. And then when a child hears, especially at four, like, what are we going to do? Then I see you sucking your thumb, holding your blanket and your pillow. What are we going to do? Because children are sponges. They want to see happiness. They want to see that our mom and dad love, you know, love us and we're we're good kids. And then you have that sense of what am I going to do? So are you finding that not just this triggered, but let's say um, you've had a couple of relationships and then – Something happened, and the first thing you say is, "What? What should I do, or what am I going to do?"
5: Well, I've been in a long-term uh, relationship now, and uh, things always happen. So uh, we have different communicating styles. So I'm trying to not take that personal and trying to just work through them. Mm-hmm.
3: But then, do you feel like? So, you know, you haven't had just one relationship because I'm talking about your life, your patterns. Mm -hmm. So if you make a statement and it's not taken well, or you buy a present and it's not taken well, or you show up late and it's not taken well, do you first go in and say, now what do I do?
5: Uh, I guess kind of.
3: Okay. Kind of um, so I'm, okay, so maybe not using those exact words, but thinking that you, like, okay, how do I do this, or what do what, what should I do, but asking yourself, not them, asking yourself, okay, yeah. now what do I do, how do I do this, how do I fix this, how do I get out of
5: this, right? Okay, that's more accurate, yeah, when you put it in those words, yeah, I okay. have uh, that back to myself of, okay, what do I do?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you that you're asking them. And that's okay. It's sometimes when people first start working with me, they, they are taking the words literally. So totally understand. Thank you for, for thinking, thinking as I allow myself to, to say it differently. So, so that's, that's may feel normal for you in your circumstances of your upbringing, but for others, they might not even think to say, what do I do? They just start doing it. Maybe communication, being argumentative, withdrawing. And so they don't take the time to stop and think, now what do I do? So, again, it gotcha. just depend. Okay, there you go. And so in the case where here you are four years old, then now your mom's going, now what do I do? What do we do? It's going to work out. It's okay. You do this. She does that. Roll over here. Move your clothes over there. And now, now she's the mom and the dad, and like, oh wow, everything changed. So change can also you can there's a limiting belief with change is not good, because with your dad, you know, moving into uh, his own personal challenges, that's change. It's not good. So do you find that you are slower to change, or work through things before you change, or go through your head before change?
5: Uh, very slow to change. Um, very
3: slow to change. Just, that's right.
0: Yeah, so that's you just, picked up two. Then, uh, blo-
3: mm-hmm. That's right. So you picked up two blocks. That, you picked up um, what now? Yeah. Now what do I do? And slow to change because change is not safe.
5: Right. That is correct. i unfortunately missed out a lot of opportunities just growing up and trying different things that I didn't because uh, change just kind of scared me
3: yeah and it's all because of what happened when you were 4 the beginning of the separation and then divorce of the parents due to that then dad changing oh my god I'm shaking and I'm cold oh there's a lot about change so there it is that's why you're in such chaos because now what do I do I'm feeling like I'm stuck But change subconsciously is not good, so it's making me go in reverse, hard to see my clarity, hard to see what would make it good for me because change is not good. And then it starts with that feeling of change is not good. Now what do I do because of the change or having to be forced to change because, you know, you're not happy. So when a person's not happy, they realize I have to change. But change for you is detrimental because of your four-year-old self. So it literally is clearing everything, all the fears wrapped around change. That change is good. Change is fun. You're not stagnant. You're spontaneous. You're uplifting. Meeting new people, having new experiences, experiencing uh, the shift of growth. You know, we're all here to expand and grow. Or we become stuck and squished. And then that universe will just hit us with a Cosmic 2 by 4 and make us make change because we have to expand and grow. So there it is all wrapped around change and the fear of what do I do, do it right because right with change isn't safe and making change safe. So you can take baby steps just like I talked about Mary, how she can take a baby step, but your baby step would be if you go, let's say you have to go to the grocery store for the family. Okay. Mm
5: -hmm. You go
3: right up the street. You don't have to make a left or a right. Well, go three blocks out of your way, go left up here look around the neighborhood, go right. And then get to where you'll never get lost. Everybody has GPS. Go way out of your way instead of going from A to B quickly. Start looking outside, seeing that change. Because when you're seeing a different environment is changed. when you're driving and experiencing something and learning more of what's around you, then it's fun, and you're going, "Whoa! I didn't know that little, you know, uh, coffee shop is here. This is fun." This is giving me renewal of life to see things differently out of the norm. Your norm was A to B. Now you're going A, Z, Q, W, right, to get to B. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: So it'll give your body a sense that change feels good. Exploration, seeing it differently, feeling it differently, and then making a, a slight change in something else. So if you have a repetitive pattern that you, you know, eat a banana at 10 a.m., eat the banana at 1. <laughs> it's just these slight changes that can create an entire mountain of change that is safe because you now see that you're in control of your change. Oh, I'm now going left and I saw this and I got to the same place. Oh, change is safe. Change is good. My body's responding to that. It feels at ease. Okay. Make sense? Got it. Makes
5: yeah. sense,
3: yeah. It makes so, sense. so yeah, so you're actually reprogramming your body to accept it in small increments because if you change like you want to go to the store but you go to the one ten miles away And then you get stuck in Mm -hmm. traffic, you get a flat tire, change is not good, right? So you have to do it in small increments so that the body says, I like this.
5: Got it. Okay. Small increments of change. I can do that.
3: There you go. Welcome. Thank you, Tim. That'll help you. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in, Tim. So we have reached uh,
1: the end of today's show and we have just uh, some minutes left. So this is the chance where we asked you, Terry, what is it that you are going to leave us with on, for today's
3: show? Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get
3: out of your head, everybody. <laughs> Get into the heart, you know, just like, Mary, you know, worrying about, you know, going deeper and getting sicker or one more thing, and about Tim, you know, the change, the chaos in change, you know, and it's all about, we all went back to mom and dad, right, and what they created around us and what we saw as a child and what we believed. So change is good, knowing that you are healthy, wealthy, and wise. And getting out of your head taking guided action clearing your mind if you have to meditate 15 minutes my friends i even offer free 15 minute guided meditation it's free go to my website at terrychristine.com it's called beta stream it has theta sound in the background it'll take you to deeper levels of the mind use it as your tool for success i'm there to give it to you so you can use that as a tool and then And then taking guided action, just like Tim, Mary, and and Ed, you know, were here, present, stepped in, called in, and got some answers. Where are you getting your answers? Are you just sitting back waiting for someone to walk in the door or knock on your door? Or are you taking guided action? So I'm very honored, very grateful. I love you so much, Claudia. I'm so glad Uh, to be here. And (laughs) thank you. Another tool is my book, The Secret Power of You, can be found on Amazon and also when you go to my website. I offer PowerStream. It's a live online group energy. It's the first of every month. So we've got September 1st coming up, uh, and you can take guided action on that. And it's very inexpensive. It's only $33. So I create all these opportunities for all of you to take guided action. So, again, thank you, babes. I can't wait to be here again. Reach out to me if you have any further questions, and
1: um, take care. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend.